Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. gentlemen it's back and it's got all the nostalgic things that you remember it's got all of those warm fuzzy feelings that take you back to that specific time back in the day it's got all the things you remember and some new things along the way gladiators is back <laughs> i was wondering where you were going the first episode aired on bbc over the weekend yes, it did i watched it on my lunch break today and had a jolly good time with it uh, child Dan was fizzing with excitement over the weekend. I was at uh, I was at Comic Con and I got home and I had um, a wing stop and watched the Gladiators episode in bed at the hotel. It was thrilling. And um, then the next morning I watched the other big return of the week, which was this show that we're here to talk about. Do you know my favorite thing about watching uh, Gladiators Please. was uh, the contestants that were in their twenties talking about watching Gladiators in their when they were kids. Lying. Were not watching the Gladiators that I was watching when I was a kid. They no. Were watching my Gladiators. They were watching the other Gladiators that came out in the mid two thousands on Sky. Former TNA World Champion Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis was part of that one. Yeah. Anyway. But also TNA came back. Welcome to the Rest of Podcast Review. Here is our review of TNA Hard to Kill twenty twenty four. I'm Luke. In DAD, I'm joined by your jam, that champion, the professor, the truth, Dan Layton. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here and you haven't already. We're like about a thousand and a half away. We keep edging. Uh, edging in closer, closer and closer and closer to hitting our 85,000 mm. target. Once we do, we're going to be doing a 10 hour live stream where we're going to watch a bunch of pay-per-views together and it's going to be a grand old time so do subscribe and help us reach that goal give us a little thumbs up sorry dan just going to say that we're in a really good period of time to subscribe because we're on the the road to wrestlemania oh yeah the the wrestling industry is is thriving there's yep. loads going on so, so much is many reasons to subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe as well so yeah get your comments in down below with what you thought of this episode of tna or tell us what you thought of collision as well if you fancy that join us in the live chat if you are watching live and get your thoughts with other cool cats and kittens and if you want them read out on the air restalk.com forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five us dollar amount as requested last week we're going to review tna hard to kill yeah it was it was it's been an interesting uh period of time at the beginning of the year it's like new year new industry finding feet in places dynamite was has been really good like oh, yeah. they've been doing a good job of reminding us why you know we're there for that WWE has already started on its its push to the to the main events of the Royal Rumble and all that stuff, which leads you to the road to WrestleMania. 
And then, yeah, TNA coming back as TNA, which was announced obviously last year, got a little bit of, of interest among the fan base, didn't it? Yeah, what we decided was, as we said on yes, uh, last week's show, that you know we would consider doing Hard to Kill if there was like more interest coming out of that than there was Collision. Now, I would say that there probably was more talk of Collision, but there was way more exciting things, I guess, on Hard to Kill. Collision was just a, it was a good episode of the show. Mm. We kind of would have sat here and be like, hey, great main events. Yeah. You know, Deanna Perazzo looked good in her debut in AEW as a member of the active roster. And you'd have had some, like, you know, various things to say. But, like, TNA was a show that it had a point to prove. Mm-hmm. They kept putting over this is the relaunch of TNA. This is the beginning of a new era of TNA. In the same weekend as well, you had Jungle Boy show up in New Japan Pro Wrestling, tearing mm. up his AEW Baby. contract. You've got uh, Castaway you... Jack Perry is That's... what I think he looks like. <laughs> well, yeah, Scapegoat Jack yeah. Perry. Yeah, uh, I mean, I is. love that. Um, got Kazuchika Okada, yeah. who is filing trademarks for Rainmaker in yeah. the US because likelihood is, or at least you know, he the strong possibility is he is WWE bounds. You've got um, Mustafa Ali was announced for New Japan. Yeah, uh, John Moxley's going to be taking on Tetsuya Naito mm-hmm. uh, at Windy City Riot. Like, there's loads of stuff going on in the industry at the moment, which is genuinely very exciting. Yeah, great way to start the new year. And we kick things off here with TNA, which not only had the debut of Ash by Elegance, mm. the former Dana Brooke in WWE, mm. you also had the Grizzled Young Vets, uh, formerly of WWE, on this yeah. show as well. And you had the debut of Nick Nemeth, yeah. the former Dolph Ziggler in WWE, who is now a part of the, well, he's certainly working with the TNA roster. He was at the TV taping. He ripped his shirt off to show a TNA shirt underneath. If that doesn't say that I have signed to this company, I don't know what is. But he's also working with New Japan yeah. because he's doing some stuff over there. Mm. Um, so we've got Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth doing stuff with New Japan. Matt Riddle's doing some stuff with New Japan, mm. which is like, it's the really exciting thing. You know, previously, if you got, you know, if their 30 names got released by WWE, you'd expect to see like 15 of them in AEW. What we've actually seen is none of them in AEW thus far. Yeah. But we've seen them cropping up in TNA. AJ Francis, the former top dollar, yep. was on the pre show yep. of this, getting into a few with Joe Hendry. Now, that one is a, he's not signed, he's just doing some work with them. But I think like Ash by Elegance, the former Dana Brooke, is likely going to be doing some work with them. Zaya Brookside, yep. formerly of NXT UK, also signed with um, TNA over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Just like loads going on. And not only that, obviously they're doing their uh, round the world sisters of the traveling uh, pants storyline is is uh, Mercedes and Bailey were both at the show to support they Trinity and, and Jordan in the title match. Rumours and, and a very, very, very grainy picture that suggested Triple H was also at the show. Um, did you see this picture? I haven't seen this Yeah, picture, so there was, there was a thing going around. I had to... I don't think... You remember when Triple H threw Shawn Michaels through the car and it was like grainy security footage and then they like super, like, yeah, used yeah. super technology to, to clear it all up. I don't think even that technology would be able to help us to see exactly who these figures are. But there were pictures that suggested, and the suggestion was, that this incredibly grainy picture was Triple H present at triple a having a few chats uh sorry at tna having a few chats um whether or not that's true you also have the triple a partnership going on here with with tna um and aw's like fifth year it's a very interesting time period i think this show almost exists as like a uh, a little time capsule moment you know when you look back and you're like oh those things that happened in this year or in the past 10 years or whatever this one's a really interesting one you got to kind of hope that TNA could potentially ride 
this wave of momentum yeah. uh you know throughout the rest of 2024 because this was a really good show yeah uh bit rocky at the start i would say i, I felt like it really picked up after the, the <coughs> triple threat x division match yeah. and i think from there on i thought it was like a, a terrific show the two main events well you know the, the main events and the co-main events yeah. were fantastic i thought the four-way tag match was awesome i enjoyed all of it like there was no point where i was like skip not bothered and i think what was really fun about it was that it started off i thought it had a, a really good match to shut to start we'll go through them individually but mm. really good match to start some fun and then the show do you know what i mean yeah. it was like it was the whole it, it, it was a, a nice arc for your drama curve for your show and you know spoilers not really spoilers because i'm not giving away results or anything like that but tna then did their tv tapings mm. the day after and akada was part of those tv yeah. tapings teaming with the motor city machine guns will osprey was part of those tapings as well so kind of like you know these are some big names within like if you're part of that hardcore wrestling fandom scene like mm. these are the names you're gonna be like oh actually i'm gonna check out tna yeah. and see what tna is all about and i'm really hoping that a lot of people do check out this show mm. and off the back of that check out more things that tna are doing because they've basically been re consistently really good yeah. for the past couple Solid. of years like even during the pandemic and stuff mm. is the problem is is that impact had become a bit of a, a poison name tna was a poison name after the disastrous like hogan and bischoff run mm. which completely killed and gutted the company and then they just lost everyone they lost like all of the guys and girls that the, the company was built on and have basically spent then the last eight or so years rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding and it brings us to this point here where they've relaunched as tna this is the new chapter in a new era of the company and i hope that people can stick around yeah it's interesting as well because the last year was a, a funny one you had wwe on a form of resurgence and you had aw having a bit of an anna's horribleness like in certain places and as a result there's a sort of energy around certain things that made it difficult for me to enjoy certain parts of certain shows um whereas here there's something in that kind of upstart spirit do you know what i mean yeah. that kind of like counterculture rebellion with with a third ones that didn't feel like we're did taking shots of the big guys yeah it, but it did feel like hey we have some good stuff here do you know what I mean? if, if you're looking for a, for a thing to enjoy we are a good show yeah i mean we were talking about this earlier you sort of mentioned them as the the, the third mm. but um, which is you know us is only not worldwide because oh, yeah. that'd be that'd be new japan but even then, like it's a distant third, and I think there'd even be conversations that they're not even third. Like there is, like GCW are probably pulling in more people. For, yeah, I suppose for an MLW, shows. Got an MLW are pulling in, you know, this and the other. And like before their their big collapse, NWA were were doing okay yeah. in, in certain areas. So like it's it's not quite they're not the number two certainly. And if they are three, even then it's a distant distant yeah. third. Like it was just over a thousand tickets sold, I think, for for this event. The yeah, biggest gate in like three years. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Which you know. Even it sounds like a lot of people for a, a pay-per-view, but even then it's sort of like, you know, it's a fifth of what AEW are mm -hmm. doing. It's a tenth of what WWE uh, are doing. So it really does like this sort of low down on the scale. And it's funny. It just feels like, you know, they feel like the upstart company that have been going for 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's that, it's that story, though, of the, the narrative of like lost our way. Numerous things went down. But now this is our opportunity to, to be re, to be reborn in that way and come yeah. back. And yeah. I hope so. I'm going to be very curious to see what sort of numbers this video does. Mm. I kind of I like to use our audience as a bit of like a litmus test of 
sort of like you know people's feelings towards wrestling as a whole i'm not saying that we're like the epicenter of wrestling takes and mm. anything like that or our audience is the epicenter of what wrestling fans are talking about but when we did the nxt deadline episode um a few weeks back back in december when we didn't do collision the numbers that did were basically on the lower side of your average episode we do on collision mm. so when we do an episode of collision where there's no real big story beat there's no real big matches that does x amount of viewers on the rest of the podcast that episode of nxt deadline did about that sort of viewers it's nowhere near sort of like what a good episode mm. of collision would do for us so i'm curious as where tna is going to fall mm. in this like is tna going to be around that sort of nxt i think it'll probably be lower than that nxt number mm. and certainly lower than that collision number but like that's i think it's a good barometer to be like that is kind of the level of interest that our audience has in terms of, you know, maybe we'll do, I'd like to do more mm. TNA reviews. I, also, I, I like to do as many, re we've always wanted to do more reviews of more things, yeah. but we go by what the audience tells us. The audience it's don't, kind of it's, lot, it's, yeah. yeah, if the audience tell us, I'm not asked about you reviewing TNA, you know, if half of the audience are like, I don't, I'm not bothered, then I'm like, oh, okay, we'll review Collision, then I'll, mm. I'll, I'll say it was a, a good show, and, yeah. we'll, and we'll move on. Yeah, it's one of those things, though, as well, where it's like, when you try something out and with, with no, like, advanced notice, whereas this one was like, oh, we, we might talk about this kind of thing. It's interesting to see, and also, TNA is very British- uh heavy like brit fans and tna go way back kind of oh, thing yeah. so and there was a uh, there was talk of that in the show as well so i'm kind of intrigued by what people have to say like i, I hope i hope you do send in your alter chats and i hope that we, we we chat about it in the in the live chat as well because i think it's a an interesting like I, I keep saying an interesting moment in time for tna and for me as someone who you know i was never a massive tna fan i however was watching like i would always check it out even back in the old the wrestling channel days where it was the weekly pay-per-views that we just got free kind of thing with the mm. four side of the ring and the tna and impact font on the <laughs> ironic um on the on the turnbuckles with with the raven as world champ and all that stuff um so i've got a fondness for it mm -hmm. um I, I came out of this show feeling like yeah good for you like i felt really positive about it and it was nice yeah and as a fan who's had ups and downs over the past year it was really nice to just feel like yeah i like that if i could just be tempest for a second i'll just, I'll just push my glass up my nose just to, to correct you yeah, somewhat and just fact, just fact check fact check somewhat uh raven was champion during the monthly pay-per-view era um it wasn't a weekly he was going for the world title then but he didn't win the world title until they were in the monthly pay-per-view i was still very young at the time so my brain wasn't fully formed don't forget i'm younger than you yeah i, I was at university yeah, um was, being was... a big old raven mark excited that he won the uh the nwa world championship at slammiversary um in the period of time when they didn't have a tv deal so everything yeah. was just on their website so yeah. i got to watch it on a weekly basis on their website and then they got a tv deal and put the title straight back onto jeff jarrett's because that was part of the tv deal yeah that was arranged by jeff jarrett um <laughs> but one of the, the big things going into this was that tna had hyped that they had a big signing mm. like they had a really big announcement to be made on this show i don't know if nick nemeth is that like groundbreaking signing i don't think this is com comparable to will osprey signing with aew but it is like it's a it's a big deal for them and i'm really glad to see nick nemeth there because i think he's someone who will shine mm. within tna but it was genuinely really, really cool to see Nick Nemeth at the the end of this show. Yeah, I I agree with you that it's not on the the level of an Osprey. But what I do like about it is that it kind of, as you said before, thirty people get released from WWE, fifteen of them show up in AEW, and there was something for me about it that made it feel like 
oh no, that's a more interesting choice for you, Nick Nemeth. Like I could see you showing up in AEW and I could see you putting on some good matches and having a nice time. And I'm sure they'd, they'd put a mic in your hand and have you cut a promo about having creative freedom and now mm-hmm. there's no ceiling and all that stuff. And I'm finally working a boss who listens to me, all that stuff. But this is, I would, I see a vision for him in AEW where he sort of shows up now and again on Collision or Rampage. Yeah, the the joke that I think I made on three count was that him and uh, Ryan Nemeth will just be doing tags on Rampage. Yeah, like like within a, within two months they would just become like the Seidel brothers and just doing tag matches on Rampage. Whereas this, and I don't mean that as a disrespect to AEW, they just have a massively oversaturated roster and a lot more sort of more. <sighs> relevant is, is is too cruel a word talent to use i think it is i'm hoping to say it is a sign of growth within tony khan that he hasn't just snapped up yeah because i think there is a period of tony khan that would have signed up someone like a mustafa ali and mm. nick nemeth a top dollar and like actually just like brought in a load of these people that got released a grizzled young vets being another yeah. one but like I, I i'm hoping this is a sign of growth that he's like Do you know what i actually don't need them currently because i've got this incredible roster already that's full of lots of top guys that i'm trying to create here i kind of like the creativity of someone like harley to show up at um aw i think they could really use that that injection of of his he's got something he's, also, he's so enigmatic there's something about mr Harley. so good it's a colossal loss to, i mean no, no wonder nxt were pissed kind of thing but um i i almost feel like for nick nemeth if he's got I, he might well have had i don't know this he might well have had a, an offer from aw for something and looked over here and gone well i could maybe be a big fish in a small pond and make a splash and use my people care about me people like me um i have a lot of goodwill i can raise the profile of tna and still get to do all the other things that i want to do and have some fun mm-hmm. along the way yeah. i think it's a far more interesting choice when i look at not dissimilar to trinity who we'll talk about later who for, for where nick nemeth is in his career to go to this upstart 20-year-old promotion <laughs> um, and make a big splash. I thought yeah. it was... And it was a really cool moment. I look, And he looked like he was having fun. Yeah. yeah. He was really into it. And it capped off what was an awesome main event as well. We'll talk about that now. It was Mooks versus Alex Shelley for the TNA World Championship. Uh, I love the TNA World Championship design. Oh, do you? I really like the belt design. I, I love the old one. So I was waiting for this to be on that level. And I don't think it is. The only, yeah, so I think the, it's good. The, the, red on the, the red of the logo mm. is perhaps a little bit like naff i guess like yes. it, it doesn't look as prestigious as the old tna world championship the one that samoa joe and the moose brought had. back yes but i i still think it's a, a very very cool belt mm. um and this was an awesome awesome match i'm not the biggest moose guy mm. like i think moose is is very very good but but like i've never been like a oh man gotta check out that latest moose match but i am an alex shelley guy mm. alex shelley is one of my guys like he was one of my the first wrestlers when i got back into wrestling that i truly like fell in love with when i was watching tna it was him and chris saban and pd mm. williams and aj styles and daniels and joe and this like x division crew that they had sanjay dutt jay lethal when they were all coming in as well and the motor city machine guns of shelly and saban became like my favorite tag team yeah and i just wanted to see them all the time and so it's been great to see shelly stick around with tna he's gone away he's come back and he's their top guy and he's their world champion and that's absolutely awesome because saban's the x division champion as well and they're still mm. doing their motor city shtick 
I thought Shelley and Moose worked together so brilliantly in this mm. match. Um, this is actually one of the few matches you and I haven't had a chance to talk about yet because you were halfway through the show when yeah. we went out for, for lunch. But I, I thought this was a great main event. Yeah, I did too. I think it was nice to have two sort of TNA mainstays be your, mm-hmm. you know, uh, main event thing. You know, he had Alex Shelley, as you say, with this, this rich, rich history. And then also Moose, who has... And all, like when he in the, the pandemic era, and he brought back that TNA championship when it was still impacting TNA was something that we hadn't. There's so for some reason, I always associate him in that regard, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it was a nice mix of power versus speed with the legacy of the company, and and yet it still felt sort of new and and interesting. And and they built it really well with the promo package at the beginning, and then yeah, I I I just thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. A uh, funny bit of um, commentary as well because they were talking about. Uh, Shelley's the third longest reigning um, yeah. TNA champion in a single run. Do you want to have a guess at who the other two are? Longest reigning? Mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett? No. Uh, within a single run. So not not. Combined. Oh. Uh, AJ Styles? Nope. Uh, okay, are we talking early days or newer days? Uh, mid days. One of them is mid days and the other one is the newer days. Eric Young? No. Okay, pass. So um, Bobby Roode is the uh, person in second with 256 days, which he right. had in his 2011 run. Um, Shelley had it for 218 days. And Josh Alexander, who was oh, earlier okay. on the show, held it for 335 days in, in 2022. But they were talking about like you know the, the defenses that he's had against people like Steve Macklin, against Nick Aldis, against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And there's a dot, dot, dot. And Brian Myers. And I was like, oh, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> but I, Shelley was the smaller guy in this match. Like, Moose is mm. that, that blend of speed and strength. So, like, Matt Rainwald was saying, like, Shelley's got to be the better wrestler here. Like, that is his best tactic in order to get the win. And because he was trying to, like, survive almost towards the end of this, he had a moment where he was trying to take count out victories. Not in a heelish way, just more yeah. in a case of, like, this might be the only way I can win. It's, it's smart wrestling. There was a moment where he just stopped for a water break because he was so knackered. There was a great moment like towards the end of the match when he was doing like three chops. They were doing like the yay boo exchange and stuff. And he was doing three and then Moose would just nail him down with one. Mm. Get back up and he would try and strike him with three. And it was like for every three that he had, Moose just took him down with one. Yeah. And he would fire up with these rolling elbow things. And then Moose would just Bosh, headbutt him and just send him back down. Mm. And finally, Shelly clambered back with his clothesline. I thought this was really, really wicked. He dropped him down on the ramp with an yeah. arm breaker, going after that left arm the entire time. Um, it kind of had this energy of a fighting champion. Yeah. Not in the traditional way of like, I'm going to defend this belt, but in a, oh, you're a massive human being who has the capacity to break me in half. I've got to fight my behind off to make this come true and it didn't put shelly down either in terms of like you know his standing as a world champion mm. because he did hit um his shell shock on the outside yeah and that like wiped moose out that's what he was going for the the, the can out win for so key key to that is he never hit the shell shock in the ring and so moose avoided it on two occasions and hit the spear for the win this was a very good night for finishes to mm. be honest protecting your finish yeah absolutely is always about protecting that finish there was some like slight distraction stuff in there because the system which is like the new faction they've been a faction for a while but now they've got this name the system uh, which is eddie edwards and alicia edwards and brian myers and moose and saban and kushida came out to a brawl with them you know mm. shelly's two tag partners of motor city machine guns and the time splitters like i i i've really enjoyed a lot of this mm. but then moose yeah avoided two shell shocks hit the spear and got the win 
a new era of TNA, a new world champions makes sense. Want to get your new group over as mm -hmm. much as possible. If this was a true TNA relaunch, <laughs> they'd have broken the group up and like on the day that you formed them. Like that, <laughs> that's the way you do a TNA faction. You'd have just had dissension within the ranks immediately. But no, this is a faction that are getting on, which doesn't feel like TNA at all. Not my TNA. It's not my TNA. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's break these up on impact. Like that's what you <laughs> want to be doing. Immediately break this group up. And then afterwards, the system came out to celebrate with Moose, but the screen came up and Nick Nemeth's name appeared. They were looking to the entrance ramp for him to make, you know, to, to get him as he was coming out. But instead he came through the crowd. He had a stare off with Moose, hit the super kick and a zigzag, which they didn't call a zigzag. Yeah. Can I pitch you my new name for it? I did hear it, but please do tell the phone. Well, book. zigzag is trademark. They can't use that. He's Nick Nemeth now. So I think this move should be called the Nick Knack. Thank you. Hey, Ollie Davis likes it. Ollie Davis likes a lot of things. <laughs> that coming from you. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that on this show. Uh, and then he runs away from the system, gets into the crowd, and he tears his Motley Crew shirt that he was wearing or his bandage. I think it was a Motley Crew. It was shirt. Motley Crew. And he had a TNA vest on underneath. Yeah. And he was there in the crowd going, yeah. And I was like, good for you. TNA, TNA. I was well in for it. Far more impactful than ripping off your raw shirt and showing a SmackDown. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it hit that <laughs> no, energy no. of standing in the crowd. It's Big Show doing yeah. the ECW t-shirt. That's, that's yeah, cool. that's it. There was something, I really liked it. I thought it was a great little visual to go off the air with. And I, by the way, I love that venue. I think, you know, I'm a big Vegas boy and I liked the um, the fact that it was looking all ballroomy. I liked where the commentary were. I thought mm. they made it look great. We've talked a lot on Collision, especially about how you frame a crowd to make them look packed out when that arena is not packed out. And I thought they did a really good job with all the production of it. So having him go into the crowd with the fans being really excited, you know, it was just a really good little moment to end the show on. Gives it that kind of ECW vibe yeah. a little bit, you know, with the, the rabid crowd and stuff, or, you know, those really hot Ring of Honor shows that you kind of had in the the, the mid to late 2000s, even in the early 2000, 2010s and mm. stuff when you had Steen and Generico. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, can we do a quick poll? Knick-knack. Uh, Love it, hate it. I think it's the one. Well, we'll just do it as a binary option. I don't know. If, do Americans say knickknacks? Like, for, for, if in case they don't, it's just little little trinkets and bits and bobs that yeah. you have lying around the house. Brick or crisps. Or crisps. There are crisps called knickknacks. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They aren't as nice as you remember them being. Oh, I never liked them to begin with. But no? this is with a, with C's. The Nick, okay. Because Nick is, yeah. you know. Oh, so I know his name. With, yeah, with yeah. a C, but not a K. So <laughs> right, I don't okay. want to have, yeah. you know, we've got to be grammatically correct. Oh, this isn't three count. <laughs> Knickknacks, uh, please. Love it or hate it from our moderators. Uh, we'll do it as a binary option. But I think this is cool. I think this is good for TNA. Yeah. I think it's cool for Nemeth. And I'm excited. Like, I, I genuinely feel like I wanted to go on the internet this morning and kind of look at not just the reaction to to Nemeth coming in, but also just, you know, the the tapings that they did and kind of see what's coming up. And they've got a program for Nemeth already. And as mm. I mentioned, you've got a card on the tapings and Will Ospreay on the tapings. It's a good lot of buzz around TNA at the moment. I just hope they can ride that momentum. Yeah, and it's that's why I think Nemeth is a good choice for them because it's someone who allows them to plot straight into the main event. You probably you might want to see it, and then you can do something with that that draws your eyes, and that's how you keep building the momentum. I've just clocked that you've seen the picture of what may or may not be Triple H. Absolute nonsense. I know. Like these are this isn't my post. That could be literally anyone. This is the picture. Shall I? I'll try and show it to the camera. 
Well, I, I can figure it out. One, I, I can put it on the sc- I can put oh, it on screen. That, yeah, if you can, fill, if you can fill the time, and I'll show yeah. everyone how ludicrous this is. I'll finish my point about Nemeth, and then I'll point out why this is not my choice. So basically, yeah, Nemeth. The idea of him being this guy who can come along the way, and and as they're trying to go into this new era, he'll bring eyes over to the promotion. He's already a main eventer. He's a former world champion, so it, it makes sense that he'd be there. You're not having to both get eyes on your product and find a connection with your audience and legitimize the world title. You can do all of it at once kind of thing with someone who's already established. That's really cool. Now, uh, the picture that Luke is currently uploading that we're all going to show is an incredible, as I said, I said right at the beginning, an incredibly grainy image of three men standing around. Someone on Twitter, in fact, several people on Twitter have suggested this is Triple H talking to some people. There are... Uh, there are at most four <laughs> pixels in this image <laughs> this image is in negative 7020p or whatever like I it is it is not a thing but there are people who have run wild with the idea that that is triple h you know, it's like Slender Man. And hey, it could be. It could also be Eric Young. Like, because when he started the show, he looked not unlike Triple H. So, like, uh, it, anyway, <laughs> bit of stuff and nonsense. Absolutely but ridiculous. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Wouldn't it be fun? I mean, you know, in fairness, I wonder if the that's been sparked by there were stories like earlier in the year when Triple H was going to make a major announcement. Mm. Um, that was just Money in the Bank's going to be in Toronto this year. And I was like, oh, yeah. That was a bit Tony Khan. Yeah. Uh, my guess is, my theory on that is, that was the joke. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be a rib on Tony Khan, but yeah. no one picked up that there was a joke. Yeah, I thought so. like, no, 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 guys, it was, a, it was a joke. No, don't make fun of me. Make fun of him. Um, but people thought he might announce it as um, a, a TNA partnership. Um, but that has yet to happen. It's, I don't know. Patrick the Heel has posted it, and it's a Triple H Mercedes and CM Punk at Hard to Kill. I hadn't even heard about <laughs> CM Punk. Either way... Um, but that's just, I, I like that. That was fun. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, we have Kid Cuddy here kicking things off in the Ultra Chats. Please do press uh, the um, buttons down there to send in an Ultra Chat, $5 or above, and we'll read out all of them. Uh, and obviously vote in our poll as well. Do you love the name Knickknack or hate the name Knickknack as uh, Nick Nemeth's new finish? Kid Cuddy here says, uh, to be honest, if AEW's idea of restoring the feeling is he- a heavier ROH presence like this week's episode of Collision, then give me all the CNA reviews on Mondays. Still waiting for that NXT pod, though. You can be waiting a long time for that one. Uh, this is a great pay-per-view, and I'm happy for Ziggler. TNA is back. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll be doing weekly NXT reviews. Mm. I don't think we're doing weekly TNA reviews either, but on special occasions. Hey, build the, build the audience for TNA and we'll okay, see. That's it. If you, if you want to, if we need people to watch these shows and then I can actually present to the people who make the ultimate decision to be like, look, people want us to do this. I'll make my underground, I'll rip my shirt off and, and reveal underneath it something that says NXT yeah. Vengeance Day Review. Honestly, like, like, when, I, yeah. I, when I first came into Rust Talking back in 2017, I kept saying, like, why don't we do weekly NXT reviews? And I was like, because no one watches the show. And the, his point was proven because every time we've done NXT reviews, they've drawn the worst mm-hmm. ratings we've ever had on these channels it's it's interesting because i do i do do think and i don't think this is something that you disagree with i think the product is is good i think i enjoy the show and we enjoyed when we did um deadline great great paper yeah so like it's not a case of we don't think the product is worth it or we don't even watch it it's a case of you know whatever so but we'll have a talk about that the the numbers don't lie and they often spell disaster for tna and nxt uh mayor painsfield dan says hello luke Hello, other Dan. Hope you're doing well. TNA, TNA. I loved this show. The true alternative is back. Brian Myers making the pin to win his match. Brian Myers on stage at the camera every hour or so. Who, uh, who can't you love in this TNA? It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that is Brian Myers' number one fan, Dan, there. That's uh, why Brian I'm... Myers or Goldust? I don't know which one. I think Goldust is... Well, I mean, going by the rankings that he gives when he submits for his Wrestler of the Year, Goldust always gets five points. <laughs> uh, and Brian Myers, I think, gets four like no matter who no matter how often will osprey yeah. is is will osprey dan will always vote for Goldust at five points well, there you go uh, and blake here says uh, so glad you did what i asked this week and reviewed this show i've always had a soft spot for tna i've been to wwe and aew shows but the most fun i've had at a wrestling show was at a tna one last year that the little engine that could and i love that's exactly the phrase i would put on them the little engine that could i think when they did their uk tour back in october and november and they had uh stuff with with cultaholic and they went all the places they like the, the northeast and they went to the midlands and all that stuff there was something really nice about it's like miller got to debut my mate uh liam a shred liam of this parish was on the uh on the like stream at one point because he was in the audience it's just a lot of fun i think i really like the spirit of this it's almost like if i think back to that kind of mid noughties era of the wrestling channel and, and whatever mm-hmm. you had wwe TNA was the secondary, and then there was ROH. And I feel like TNA are now operate in that ROH position, if that's not too... 
I controversial would say so, yeah. to have. It's and only, I kind of like only that a for dark them. enough building to right. make it look like it was Ring of Honor <laughs> in the in the mid two thousands. But I kind of like that for them, and and that 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 tier of North American wrestling is so important, I mm-hmm. think, to have for the economy of wrestling and wrestlers to have places to go. Um, I was going to read this one out from Ten Rosa as well. He said, a couple of things. Luke, stop putting the idea that Okada is going to WWE. Tanahashi, being the new president of New Japan, has made him signing with them an even more... Uh, has Tanahashi, being the new New Japan president has made him signing with them again a more likely thing in terms of re-signing with new japan and joel pearl uh, said that it wasn't triple h that was at the show it was a production member there you go it was joel pearl who was there at the building there said, you go. it was not triple h it was just a production guy sorry are you trying to tell me well look you trying to tell me that's not Triple H? Uh, you, well, put, put it back on the screen. Are you trying to tell me that's not Triple H? Can you say to me with 100% confidence that that is not Triple H? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why I can say with 100% confidence that's not Triple H? Because I can't see who it is. Well, if you can't see who it is, you can't say anything well, with 100% confidence. I can't confidence. say it's anyone. <laughs> it could be Obadiah Stain, who isn't real. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who should we who should we start a rumor was at TNA and that's the picture? Like, <laughs> Obadiah Stane. Yeah, well no, I mean, like, just, okay, Jeff Bridges then. <laughs> Jeff Bridges was there at the TNA show. I'm thinking more Tony like, Stark built this company with a bunch of scraps in a I cave. Could, I could pick anyone and have you and I and I, I wanna I'm gonna over the course of the show. <laughs> Letitia Dean, former star of EastEnders, was at TNA and there's my evidence. <laughs> Also, I'm not the one who's putting out the Akada thing. That's, that's the reports at the moment. He's the one who like, he's filed new trademarks. The you word are is, going hard now, and I love it for you. Like, I'm just saying those that I just go by what the reports are saying. The reports mm. are him signing with WWE is more likely than it was this time last year. Yeah, and that's because one of the reasons is he's very good friends with Shinsuke Nakamura, and at his age, going to WWE is much lighter on his body than sticking with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Surfing together and phone it go, in. They can go surfing and just do their three star matches. Okada and it'll versus be, the Miz, and oh, it'll be grand. We'd love to see it. Yeah, do you, mind, you got, do you want to see Akada versus Miz? I do. Yeah, Akada versus our Truth. Oh wow! I mean. Let's get started. Yeah. Let's Okada get and Nakamura versus the Awesome Truth. Oh, now we're talking. Write it down. There's your post-mania <laughs> angle. So yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't even... I think him... You're right, Tanahashi being the president could mean he re-signs, but hey, everyone thought that Nakamura might stick around as well, and then he did sign the WWE. So we'll sign. We'll see. Anyway, let's get into the rest of this show. Please do keep getting in your odd chats. Wrestle.com forward slash support. I liked that uh, Eric Young did the uh, VO for the, the opening video package of this show. You know, one of those originals from TNA back in the day. Mm-hmm. Doing the voice over here was, was quite touching. And then cutting like an absolutely bombastic promo to sort of make a big statement about what this show is and where we're going and this is this is a confirmation that triple h was at the event because this was triple h nxt we are nxt are you ready this whole thing of like yeah a lot of people have said that we wouldn't be here a lot of people have come in and tried to kill this company (laughs) (laughs) but we're still here you've not been able to squash this cockroach Mm. everyone always used to make the joke is that at the end of the nuclear war like the last things remaining will be cockroaches and tna pro wrestling (laughs) um but i thought it was nice 
Roderick Young. Also, by the way, if you're in the mood for clicking links like our Ultra Chance, get tickets for our Royal Rumble watch party. Mm. The only reason I mention that now is because there aren't that many left. Oh, they're not. There's only about 10 tickets Spicy. left. Spicy. So Survival Series, our live Survival Series has sold out. Mm. So there's only about 10 tickets left for the actual watch party itself. So if you are on the fence about going, I'd probably look to get your tickets sooner rather than later because it's probably going to sell out in the next day or so. Lovely. So I would get in there soon. Uh, we opened things up with an Ultimate X match, the winner of which would become the number one contender to the Knockouts Championship. It was Tasha Steeles versus Giselle Shaw versus Alicia Edwards versus Jody Threat versus Danny Luna, also signing with the company late last year, and Zaya Brookside, who signed with the company over the weekend. Just a quick correction on pronunciation. It's uh, Alicia Edwards. And the reason I need to correct you on that pronunciation is because there is a drag star called Alyssa Edwards. And so every single time uh, Tom said... So, like Jody Threat climbing up with Alicia Edwards on her back, I instantly got an image of Alyssa Edwards. And if you are a Drag Race fan, you will get why that is objectively the funniest thing you could possibly imagine. I've always known her as Alicia Edwards. It's Alicia. Over the years that I've been talking about uh, TNA with friends and stuff and Eddie Edwards and stuff, I've always known her as Alicia Edwards. There we go. And I've never been corrected on it either. Oh, well, Tom, until, until Tom, Tom Hannafan has things to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, this was good. Uh, very everyone, you know, did their big dives and jumped on top of each other and stuff. Uh, there was a really fun spot where um, Edwards was on Jody Threat's back as mm -hmm. she was climbing up the steel, and then she sort of like shrugged her off. So she did like a nasty plunge onto everyone on the outside. Yeah. Then everyone fell onto everyone on the outside. Some good stuff on here. Yeah, I really, really liked this as a way to open the show. It was, it was. There was a bit of bagginess in certain places at the beginning, but I think by the way end of the time it got there the pace had been really intense and everyone was hitting their spots and doing their things right it was a fun showcase of this match which for me is incredibly tna ultimate x it's if a you, very tna match if we play the game of name a, a tna uh stipulation the first thing i will think of is the ultimate x um and so i was really really pleased to see it i really liked it um representation is so important um, it's something that it, it, it matters to people. That's why I'm really grateful that um, Zaya Brookside was representing the I forgot to dye my hair community <laughs> because I felt seen in that moment. Um, it's, she forgot to bleach it for ages. But no, it was a really, it was a really fun thing. That, that, that there were so many great little spots. The one you just mentioned, Giselle Shaw's spear on Jody, like leaping off the back of Danny Luna, was great. Yeah. Great visual. Them all hanging up the top, kind of thing. And yeah, that was the, the end. You had uh, Giselle Shaw and Danny Luna and Tasha Steeles all like scaling. The, the the cables at the same time and then especially just sort of like fighting each other off one by one so like luna goes down and then steels goes down so eventually shaw's the only one remaining and they get down the x yeah oh it was awesome a really really cool finish yeah and i really thought it was it's i have two things the first one is that i think giselle shaw has been sort of hovering around that um main event uh women's title situation so it's kind of important that she goes for it now kind of thing to really push her over the edge the other thing is that Tom said at one point during the climax how apropos it is for the knockouts to be the first match on this show. And I that instantly made me think of when it was like, well, it's really important that the, the Sheeta is the end of Dynamite 200. It's very apropos. And we all thought like, well, no, it isn't. Mm. In this case, I think Impact and TNA have done a brilliant job with the women's division and, and the things that they've really pushed. And I, I don't even just mean in the past few years. I mean right the way back with the, the knockouts tag titles and thinking of, you know, mm. Awesome Kong and, and Gail Kim. So it was very apropos for this show to start with a lot of women new signings really making a bit of a statement intent this is our first match on this show 
I really liked it. I was grateful for it. Uh, I've said it time and time again, but it does bear repeating. When uh, WWE invented women's wrestling <laughs> in 2015, TNA had done it 10 years prior. Mm. Uh, and the women in TNA were getting better ratings than the men were in sort of 2007, 2008, to the point when they were going to have their own separate show because they were like, this is a huge rating straw for us. Gail Kim and Awesome Kong and, like and like, Tara and Mickey Tara, James. Like the rest of this knockout division. They're outdrawing Kurt Angle and Sting mm. and Samoa Joe and AJ Styles because people were so into. We were like, women's wrestling, it was like, we were bereft of it for so long. Mm. We were like, oh, this is so cool. Like, certainly in the west anyway obviously in japan it's always yeah. been a big thing but here in the in the, in the west we were starved for it mm. so it became this huge part so yeah i think you're right like tna and women's wrestling have been so entwined they've always been at the forefront of that way before anyone else in in, mm. in north america had been yeah so i was glad on, on this level it should be said yeah um and i'm really happy for giselle shaw as well um i used to see shaw a lot on local indies here mm. in the the uk and I, I'm a big, big Shaw Mark, so very happy to to see uh, them get the win here. Mm. Really, really great. Um, we had a recap of the pre-show where Joe Hendry had a, uh, a stare-off and a, uh, a song-off with the former top dollar in WWE, that being AJ Francis now. And Francis then cut a promo, but because this is TNA, the audio did not play properly. And we only caught like the last couple of words of it. There were a few production teething problems here. There was a moment where... Uh... Matthew was just sort of like stood waiting for the shot to move away from them. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it was, yeah, it was a. If you, if you want to bring TNA back, you've got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> we it's, need to cut to Don West and Mike TNA reading a script. Yeah, like, someone, yeah. like, you know, if, if when AEW eventually get around to doing like their big 10 year anniversary shows, I want them to have production issues <laughs> because like audio issues are an AEW staple. Like yeah. if, I, if they have clean audio the entire way through, I'd be like, oh, this isn't AEW. Mm. This is not the AEW I remember. So no, I need to have my production issues. It's what makes me know. Like if we have a Kevin Dunn tribute show, it's just nothing but <laughs> Zooms the whole way. Uh, up next was probably my least favorite part of the show. It was PCO versus Dirty Dango. And it was thrown out pretty early doors because um pco uh daddy dango's crew got involved and beat down pco and then santino the director of authority came out and made it a six-man tag which ended up being pco rhino and jake something uh, against dango alpha bravo and oleg prudus who was the former kozlov in wwe mm. and it was this was tv stuff that's the only reason like it was the action was fine mm. it's just it felt like tv angles that were on pay-per-view i agree with that it was pre-show stuff at, at best kind of thing yeah. however your first hour of your pay-per-view for me um, kind of is a settling down period of time uh, before you want to really start focusing. I, I imagine like hosting a party and people arriving, you know, and, and so it's one that is like cool to be on. It's whatever. And your audience is still there for the taking. They're there to be massaged. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to uh, exhaust them too early. So I kind of cut them a bit of slack here, but I do completely uh, completely agree with you. The PCO stuff is is nonsense. Oh, PCO is a wonderful human being. It's absolute nonsense, but I love it. Like I want to be clear, the yeah. the whole Frankenstein business. I was like, what in the camp is going on here? And then when I realized it was, oh, the French Can French Canadian. Now it makes so much more sense. But also. Um, this is why I can never take wrestling too seriously because this is a part of it and I love it. Like, you know, as much as I do believe that this is the best storytelling medium in the world, as much as I care passionately about it, as much as I love talking about it, I love this stuff as much. I'm a big PCO guy. Yeah. Like, he does not know what pain is. Yeah. Like, that. that's part of his gimmick. That's why he is, like, Canadian Frankenstein because, like, 
you just hit him and he's like i've seen this dude take gnarly gnarly yeah. bumps like he used to do some wild stuff in gcw and it was like just gets up or like, or like joey janelle's spring break and stuff he just get up and just walk it off well and i like, mean he just doesn't affect him his moves look like they cause him a bit of pain you know how many times we've been playing the game of uh who's got the prettiest moonsault in the game mm. who's got the diciest moonsault <laughs> in the game is it liter or pco i don't know but they both 100 liter back off she misses 98 um, percent of them really or barely gets over 98 percent of them he barely got over with the, both of the big, big ones in this match but it was it still nonetheless uh it was and i think i do also think it went a little too long because obviously have we said the shenanigans part yet where we added in rhino and yes jake yeah. something jake something launching himself over the top rope was great yeah jake something's very entertaining i sat back and went that was sick um it did go a bit long it was a bit pre-show but i enjoyed myself Earlier in the day, a mystery blonde woman arrived, Ooh. and Matt Raymond was like, I know who that is. I'm not going to say it, but I know who that is. Nice little bit of tease for, mm. for later on in the show. Uh, we then had the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championships on the line as MK Ultra of Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly defended against Decay of Rosemary and Havoc. Um, good return pop for yep. Decay. This, again, was kind of like... It, it didn't get a, lot, a huge amount of time. It was there, you know, it's, it's that first hour of just, we've had a hot opener with the Ultimate X, mm-hmm. had these two little cooldown matches and some TV shenanigans and then title change here. And then the pay-per-view begins in earnest. Yeah. Um, that makes it sound like the first hour of the show was a, a second hour of the pre-show, I guess, in a it way. It kind of does. Um, but this was, you know, pretty good. I, I mean, it's like, they were kicking out, have it kicking out of Masha Slamovich's snowplow at one was pretty cool because they were like, commentary putting over hard think about the amount of times Mash slamovich has won over the past year dominated with that that snowplow um and then yeah decay hit their double team choke bomb for the win when decay came out and it was the second sort of well it was actually the, if you include pco the third sort of gothy spooky countercultural you know gory horror movie i was like no wonder luke owen loves tna this much <laughs> this is so coded um but also yeah given that they had absolutely no heat it wasn't scheduled, and so it went in mm. just completely blind. I thought they did a really good job of getting yeah. me into it, uh, and it was really a, a title change. It's nice, always a nice pop. It was a nice pop. Um, so yeah. Uh, backstage, Scott Demore put it over Huddle for Health, and then we had a recap of the pre-show where Macklin beat Rich Swan. He then did an interview saying that he's won the first match of the new era of TNA, so he's going to get back into that world title picture. Mm. Uh, and then Scott Demore came out for a promo. Uh, he did not come out to Team Canada Music, so boo, minus five stars. <laughs> uh, and he brought out uh, Dorian Pena from AAA, and they put over the partnership that they've had, and they're here to announce a partnership between TNA and AAA. But, they were, they, but this time they signed a very legal-looking contract. Very legal-looking contract. It came one. out in a little, a little folder. That means it's legit. Yeah. And, you know, cool. It's great. Like the, you know, working with AAA was actually really good for AEW. Yeah, so you can only work better for, for TNA as well. I, look, I just love that we're seeing more collaboration in this Me industry. Too. Like, I, I, I never, I hate one of my biggest bugbears as a WWE fan was always that they just didn't acknowledge that it existed elsewhere. Like, I, I like the idea that you know uh, Albert couldn't come back from Japan as Albert, and they'd be like, "Well, he went to Japan, and he won a load of belts, and he's come back here." Like, why should we pretend it didn't happen? Like, why yeah. should we pretend the AJ Styles is an outlier in that regard, where AJ Styles came back and instantly was billed as someone who was massive all over the world? Yeah, or like Brock Lesnar being big in UFC when he came back. Ah, uh, yeah, UFC is a bit different in that yeah, regard. So, in a way, I suppose. To WWE, yeah, WWE, yeah, and it's like 
you know, they've been this sort of closed off. Yeah. You know, they had their partnerships throughout the 90s. They did some stuff with, well, they were going to do stuff with Mishinoku Pro mm -hmm. and AAA. Uh, they actually did AAA as well, yeah. you know, these sorts of various NWA in the in the late 90s. But oh, yeah, 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 post yeah, like 2000, it really was just this closed off. No, we don't ECW mention. ECW in 97. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't do this. No, no, we're like, we're, we're our own company. We're number one. We're a distant number one at that. So we don't need to acknowledge anyone else outside of our four walls. Mm. But everywhere else in the wrestling world, it's always been promote like it's working together tna had a great relationship say a great relationship with new japan they had a relationship with new <laughs> japan that i don't think they're used to its full potential but mm. like the, you know new japan and ring of honor and cmll and that sort of stuff so yeah like it, and tna one of the things i really loved about tna is they'd have a very international feel to mm. it i used to love when they did the world cup and they used to have yeah. like team usa and team europe and team mexico and team japan i loved all that sort of stuff so i'm this is a great thing for them i said it before uh in terms i don't have the loyalty to letters like i'm not an aw mark or a wwe mark or what i suppose you could probably argue i am <laughs> WWF found when i was a kid and all that stuff but like the you know we, we all have our preferences in the way that we like wrestling done more than anything else the only thing i really want from this industry is opportunity for the wrestlers hmm. it's a workers rights thing i yeah. want them to have the ab ability to not be beholden to one company and it's a, uh, you know, that's not to say not to sign a contract exclusively with one company and honor that contract, but I want an industry where they're able to go and ply their trade abroad, where they're able to go and get new experiences, where they're able to make money doing the thing that they love. That's what I want. And so seeing that, you know, become something to be celebrated is a big thing for me. And I like it a lot. Just don't have that workers' rights uh, conversation with CM Punk because, pff, yeah. Can get a real message. I'll get in big trouble. Uh, it kind of led into where I feel like this is where the, the show really started. Yes, yes. As much as I enjoyed Ultimate X and some of the other stuff, this is where for me Hard to Kill really kicked off. And it was a triple threat match for the X Division Championship El Hijo Del Vikinga versus Chris Sabin versus Kushida for the title, Sabin going in as champion and walking out as such. This is is one of those matches that is like this is pure tna mm. like this match it was triple threat x division action who better to do that than chris saban who better to do that than vikingo who is like you know one of the primador luchadors that we have primadors i liked word, it about premier luchadors and kushida who is absolutely awesome as well and like the best of the super juniors and stuff this is awesome 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 stuff and it's incredible that like this is what put tna on the map like kind of back in the day was the x division stuff mm. but now because wwe also essentially have x division wrestling on their show and AEW have x division wrestling and all of indies do it because everyone's been influenced by the x division from the mid 2000s it kind of feels a bit like white noise at times yeah. but this was still this was awesome this was excellent excellent stuff now, i can see why you say that because i i loved the x division when i was a kid and i was watching it because it was smaller guys doing more athletic stuff and that's why i was always so drawn to the cruiserweights and and you know so it felt cool i really liked the x division in that regard and 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 as you say now that we see it's so interesting actually that you say that now that we see it everywhere it becomes white noise because the because there was one thing in this match where i like smoked my pipe and went teehee about the way it finished and i'll get to it in a second just to say that this match was great oh, it, really it was. was so good i didn't love and it's something that i don't like about vikingo specifically as as to my taste if you love it you love it and i respect that completely and i respect vikingo for having his own style i don't love anything that re re requires I, sound, I hate that i sound so cornet but i don't like flips when they don't add to it when i see charlotte doing her like 
handspring forward to do a clothesline that doesn't feel like it adds any more to the clothesline. It's all about the momentum. There is no momentum from that. It's less momentum than a normal clothesline. That's line. her fault for moving in underwater. Like that's not <laughs> that's not the move's fault. I don't think that him doing a forward flip to do a a hurricane rana adds more momentum to that talk. hurricane rana. I'd what talk? It adds talk to the move. So, all right, you're doing a really good job of selling it, but it's not working. I don't think that Kushida doing a little cartwheel before doing a kick to break up a submission Whoa, adds that, any that, that is all momentum. I don't <laughs> agree with you. That, is, that actually powers up his legs more. You're a little troll. It, gives it, a, it gives it a plus one buff. This is like my least favorite day. Um, but yeah, that, that's a personal thing that I don't like. I, you, you might love it, and that's fair. This match, at one point, just went, done that now. Let's go. And it went hard. So, you know, it, when you're playing D&D, you have your proficiencies and you get a little proficiency bonus and it makes your moves hurt more. That's what these are. Is that accurate? I don't know if that's like, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I play and I'm like, I don't know if that's that quite the way I put it. But no, look, if, I, if you're proficient in something, it helps with your roles. That's, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant it helps your attacks. And I was like, well, I guess, right. yeah, whatever. I, look, look, look. I'm trying to say that once they got over that part, the match went ballistic and I absolutely loved every <laughs> second of it because it was the snap German suplexes. All three of them, I thought, had a really good uh, chemistry with each other. There was no uh, sloppy waiting for stuff. There was no like, oh, I'll, I'll just hover over here until you fully finish that move so that then I can do it. Because there were so many incredible submission sequences where like Kashida's in the middle of a Kingo and then uh, Sabin kicks him down and then it's like, yeah. oh, that's hurt me, but it's also hurt you. I loved all of that stuff, which built to this amazing crescendo where a Canadian destroyer actually had an impact. It was a springboard Canadian oh! destroyer on the on the entrance ramp. Oh! It was beautiful by Chris Saban uh, to Vikingo. It was and, a beautiful thing. Uh, and it led into basically into the finish because we had a top rope German suplex by Saban to Kushida. And he then hooks him up to get the cradle shot. I love this as well. Kushida tries to fight out of the cradle shot by locking in his submission, the hoverboard lock. But Saban fights out of that to hit the cradle shot and got the win. All of this made sense. All of this followed through. There was a logic to it all. Like, you know, I, I'm i going to embrace my inner old man yells at Cloud. If you take a Canadian destroyer on the rampway, that's you done, my friend. And what a great way to make it so that your AAA mega champion in this brand new partnership does not lose, right? He was, he was just out he couldn't mm. get he, not only was he done he was done far away from the ring so that when we got the pinfall there was a shot of him trying to claw his way forward which i absolutely loved this was for for me a move like that should have an impact like that i absolutely loved it top um i'm not, I'm not gonna name drop because i'm not really that sort of person but no I, you but famously I, never I, I would never name you drop simply Dan. wouldn't i just simply wouldn't Dan. that's just <laughs> not the person that i am um but I will say that I was texting uh, a top star of the uh, British wrestling independent scene um, uh, over the weekend. Which one? I'm not going to say because I'm not going to name drop Dan. It's not, it's not the sort of person that I am. But I was, I was messaging a very big name on the British independent scene over the weekend. And we were joking about the overuse of Canadian destroyers. I'm a mark for a Canadian destroyer. I love the move. Yeah. But I, and this is my favorite. Petey Williams. That's why you're a mark for it. <laughs> He's not a star of the British Independence scene. No, I mean, oh, I mean why, I'm, why I'm you love a Canadian destroyer. Well, yeah, Pete Williams was like one of my favorite guys when yeah. I got back into wrestling. I was like, that's the coolest move I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it's wicked. Um, it just should work. <laughs> because I, I, I always, I bring this story up a lot because it's like the perfect uh, encapsulation of really how I feel about the Canadian destroyer. I was at a Rev Pro show this was in 2018, I want to say. 2018, because it was the one where Andy Datsun was texting during the main event and it really annoyed me. <laughs> um 
Well, he wasn't texting. He was buying a Christmas jumper uh, <laughs> during the main event <laughs> of the wrestling. So um, I think what annoyed me more actually was when we went to uh, a New Japan show and he was texting in the middle of Minoru Suzuki versus Okada, and I'm like, oh, "Come on, oh, man, watch the wrestling!" Oh dear. Um, but in the opening match between two young boys, basically, they did a Canadian Destroyer on the apron, which was a setup move for a near fall. <laughs> I mean, only David and I was like, eh, this move might have jumped the shark somewhat. Moves should matter. And this, that move in particular, you land square on your head. It looks so amazing. Yeah. It's not like a super kick, which at this point I'm fine with it just being a strike that gets done. That move should knock you out. And it did here. And credit to them for making me genuinely leap out of my seat seeing a Canadian destroyer in 2024. Loved it. It's about making the move mean something. Yes. Raven uh, protected the DDT. Yeah. load of other people hit DDTs, but when Raven does one, he was like, "That's my finish." You don't kick out, you of out it. Yeah, so I you'd... loved it. Yeah, great match, and it was then followed up with an awesome, mm. awesome main event quality match here in the middle of the card: Alex Hammerstone versus Josh Alexander. This match was so great. I write in my notes here. This is like watching Kurt Angle versus Matt Morgan in TNA if Matt Morgan was well good. <laughs> I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Uh, it was just wicked because they were telling the story of the technical proficiency of Josh Alexander, mm. you know, always going for that leg and going for the leg and trying to get that ankle lock in versus the absolute raw strength and power of Hammerstone. Mm. But that's not to say that Alexander was just, I'm the small technical guy. Because he was like body slamming him onto the apron yeah. and doing like... There was a his, lot of power. He was doing his big power moves too. I thought they worked together brilliantly well. My favorite part of this though, and this is one of the great things about Josh Alexander, because Hammerstone makes his big comeback and mm -hmm. shakes the ropes, does the big Ultimate Warrior, uh, shaking of the ropes and stuff. And he does a float over. Like Alexander like charges towards him and he floats over and tweaks the knee. And Alexander smells blood. Mm. And instantly he's like, bang, there. And he just straight for it, straight into the ankle lock and stuff. It was so, so great. And and Hammerstone hit his, uh, his pendulum nightmare, nightmare pendulum, but couldn't get the cover because of mm. the leg. And Alexander was just had to roll, roll and roll to get out of the ring and get out of way. And it was getting to a point where Alexander did not have much of anything, so he could hit him with a TKO, and it was a really weak kickout. He did not have a lot left in him. So he just, just about managed to get the C4 spike for the win. But it was a proper, like, Alexander survived this match in mm. some ways. Never, like... I, it never like in the same way that if you said like he survived this match but like hammerstone was the dominant force no it's just hammerstone had more in the tank left than alexander did yeah but alexander is, just was the better wrestler on that day and made what he had left count um i've done drag race i'm gonna do musical theater because sh the entire match i'm seeing they're going alexander hammerstone um You've not seen Hamilton, have you? Absolutely not. No, oh, it's those the three of you who have in the chat will think I killed. That. I, I don't have an extra five hundred pounds to drop on tickets. Or uh, stuff. It's on Disney Plus. Is it really? Yeah, they did a pro shot, and it was, was going to be in cinemas, but then the pandemic happened. So is it good? Is is it a good like screening of it? Yeah, yeah, it's really okay. good. Nothing is as good as going to see it, but yeah. I, you know. I I I I think that the theater entry has priced out the everyman. Uh, disagree with you i'll hook you up we'll talk <laughs> i mean it's getting there but at the moment you can still guys got to see uh i got to see well that's a different podcast anyway um <laughs> i this is this is what i came for this is my kind of wrestling this mm. is my what i i love about this sport 
facsimile. I love the very simple storytelling. It's an open challenge, so there's no giant... I love it when there's a, a wide overarching narrative, mm -hmm. but the, the, the story that I need, the build that I need, is two people competing and why. One of them's like, I'm a hottest free agent in the industry, come at me. The other one's like, cool, I'm a technical wizard, I'm gonna have a go at you. I'm, I am the guy yeah. here in TNA. I'm the measuring stick. Let's make it happen. You wanna come in here, you've gotta beat me. Yeah. The longest reigning champion. And I absolutely loved what they built together throughout this match the situation with the the focus on on the back of hammerstone where it then makes it so that it's a little bit harder for him to do his moves but the they we got a moment with the ankle lock where he wraps the legs around which for me it's uh, short of an overhead suplex that's my favorite thing in wrestling uh, just, the only thing is i need a singlet coming down as well to make it happen i love her angle i don't know what to tell you um but yeah i i really thought they did an absolutely brilliant job with this match and the other thing is i don't know hammerstone very well i know the name seen bits and bobs i'm not an expert i'm not someone who has followed his career mm -hmm. i don't really watch mlw and all that stuff so i'm not someone who is in the know it's not as as accessible here in the uk yeah. but i know who he is now because as a result of this match i've got everything i need to know about this person mm -hmm. he's a beefcake he's got an incredible look he's so powerful he's got something really special it's not dissimilar to the gunther situation where a big guy sells and makes it i mean josh alexander is a former world champion so it's like mm -hmm. you know it's not like he's just selling to, to anybody but it was it was believable that he was gonna demolish this guy also believable that he would lose to him yeah it made him look like a, an absolute star wherever he goes that's probably why Triple H was there, let's be honest. He's built in the model of a WWE star. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. This, for me, was match of the night. Um, I, it, yeah, it's between that and the the, the Knockouts Championship match. It's my, oh, really? my match of the Fun. night. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought this was brilliant. Yeah. This was so, so great. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the, the next match, I also loved. <laughs> it was a four-way for the TNA Tag Team titles. Again, you want to put a match on that you're like, that's TNA. I watched that match and I'm like, this makes me think of TNA. This mm. makes me think of the company that I fell in love with in 2005. This match here, four-way tag match of ABC versus the Rascals versus Chris Young Vets versus Mike Bailey and Laredo Kid. It was supposed to be Trent Seven, but he had travel issues. He couldn't get into uh, where they were, so he was replaced with Laredo Kid. And it was just watching four awesome tag teams doing awesome tag team stuff mm. or three awesome tag teams and bailey and laredo kid who i'm like a you know an established tag team like the others are, but are good in their own right but there are, yeah. i know we're putting over the bailey's like a, a guy who can tag with people mm. and he like always makes magic with whoever he's tagging with and they felt like an established yeah. tag team i mean they had a video promo before this that showed like the awesome tag teams of tna history like the dudley boys of team 3d like AJ and Daniels of LAX, both versions of mm, LAX. Beer money. America's Most Wanted, Beer Money. And then the Naturals were shown in there. That's like, <laughs> oh, look, honey, ain't no one saying the Naturals are one of the great. No one sit here and be like, oh, man, Chase Stevens and Andy Douglas. Like, they're the, the tag team. It was like, no. They were like, the French fry, Shane Douglas, as to quote someone from the Action Era podcast, was one of the best things of their act. And even then, lower card at best i know this is the men's tag team but show me the beautiful people at the very least <laughs> but anyway i'm also loving grizzled young vets in uh in tna i'm a massive fan of mm. the grizzled young vets 
I don't think there was anyone more upset on this planet than I was when they got repackaged in NXT to be spooky goth nonsense. Mm-hmm. I hated that because mm-hmm. that that is not my that's not my Zach Gibson. Mm-hmm. That is not Liverpool's number one Zach Gibson. It's not my guy, and I was great seeing them back to being the grizzled young vets, mm. and they were awesome here. The only thing that I would say is, again, minus five stars. If they didn't come out to you, never walk alone. So that's, <laughs> they should always be coming out to you, never walk alone. But this was just basically what this was was eight lads doing moves, yeah, and all eight lads did their moves, and they were awesome, and they, oh, I was brilliant i had so much fun with this yeah i did too i there was a moment when they all get in the ring to do their sort of like let them fight spot and there was because of the small venue because of the way the ring is set up the clattering of tip the pitter patter of feet on the ring was something like well, yeah you know i leaned forward and had a little another moment and then yeah the, the, there was a, a series of yikesy moves that had me very worried but that was the you know the frenetic energy and the pace of the match was going to lend you to that i enjoyed it very very much i thought the closing sequence in particular was very great yeah bailey uh hitting that very great that was really bad grammar it's very great i hate that um (laughs) i'll i'll put that in my next three count great um (laughs) i particularly enjoyed uh bailey doing that uh, (laughs) wonderful top rope poison rana uh, to yeah. Drake, holy yeah. heckins! And then the ultimate weapon by him as well, which is one of the most like grossest. Not taking that move for, yeah. for love nor money, uh, but the rascals got into to break it up. Everyone basically got their moments to shine, but in the end, it was um, it was ABC that got the win here, mm-hmm. and probably the right move, probably the right call. Uh, I just thought this was. I wrote my notes here. Amazing action throughout. That felt like TNA. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, we got shown who that mystery blonde was. Ash by Elegance, the former Dana Brooke in WWE. I hate that name, but I'm really Do happy for her. I don't, I don't, why is that, why is her name Ash by Elegance? I love it. Okay. Because convince it's. Convince me, genuinely. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try and convince yeah. you uh, otherwise, because if you don't like it, then you. you no, but I'm, I'm open. The reason why I love it is because no one else sounds like that. That's fair. Yeah. Like she could have just come in as Ash Diddly D. And like that's her name is Ash Diddley D, and he was like, oh, you know, there's a hundred Ash Diddley Ds mm. in this world, particularly in this world of professional wrestling. But Ash by Elegance, that separates you out from like everyone else on the roster. Everyone else on the roster page, your name is Ash by Elegance. That's a good as argument as any. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. And I think it's cool. It makes it sound like it's a it's a perfume, and her whole thing is yeah. the style and elegance, glamour, thing. glamour, and that. So yeah, I, I it works. I'm, mm. I'm I'm quite in for it. Yeah, I think the reason I didn't immediately vibe with it was it was I was like, well, that's not a name. That's not how names work. But no. then, as you say, that's kind of maybe the point, that's, and that's fair enough. Neither you know, The Rock's not a name. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Triple H is not a name. It's a nickname. Yeah, well, but it's his name. Yeah. Um, well, his name is Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Oh, I'm aware of where the so Triple H like, comes like from. When, like some people call me DJ. Do they? Because my middle name is Joe, Daniel well, J. I, I know. Yeah. But like, do people call you DJ? Well, I've dad, never dad, heard but... anyone call you DJ. No, you, you all removed the J from my name. <laughs> you all just called me Dan Layton from the off. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm rebranding then. Um, you could have stopped this. Nah. Pete's asked us not to call him Chopper anymore. Well, I was like, going to change could... my name anyway. So like, <laughs> you know, I was going to change my first name for a while. So you just, you've, you helped me along the way. No, uh, but I'm really, really happy for her. Because mm. I think it's, it's again, it's a really good space for her to yeah. be. Um, and I think... No one worked harder, according to everyone in the company, to try and better themselves. You know, you know, Dana was there right at the beginning, right the way to the end. So, as in, she'd, she'd get there first and do some reps, and she'd be there at the end, helping to set the ring down and stuff like that. And you know, there's an argument that 
got better in that time. But then also when you're not given this, I always see this people being like, well, only your best people should go on telly. We often see this in, when we talk about women's wrestling on collision, people always say, well, the best people should be on telly. And if you're not good enough, you shouldn't be on telly. Well, you can only get better if you get the opportunity. It's opportunity that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And this is the prime place for her to have a really good opportunity to hone her craft, to get this new character, to really develop her skills. And I'm really excited for her. I would love to see Tenille Dashwood come back and then have a little something yeah, together. Rekindle um, that partnership again. And to, to that point, enter Trinity, who I think her presence in TNA was a really smart, choice her if if i'm i'm operating under the assumption that she's heading back to wwe at the rumble i think she's in the rumble right so and that's why i'm sort of talking a little bit like this is the end of her career in in tna because or at least the end of this run in tna because she was not she left with mercedes in a moment of rebellion and you know i I'm sticking up for myself and, and what i believe in and banking on myself but she what as, as popular and as um, enigmatic and charismatic as Naomi is, she wasn't Sasha Banks. So Sasha Banks was always the star of that partnership and had the, the skills and the ability to go off to your new Japan to immediately sign with AEW. Trinity wasn't on that level. Mm-hmm. If that's, I think, I hope that's fair to say. Um, but she got to go to TNA, to Impact, be the big fish in the pond and deliver and again continue craft hone make a name for herself in that scenario something far more interesting for her as a wrestler to make that choice and i think the proof of that was in this match which was brilliant she walked into tna with a name mm-hmm. i think she's walking back into tna with a bigger name yes i would agree and more experience under her belt yeah. more big match experience under her belt yeah. the sort of big match experience she wasn't really given yeah. in wwe even when she was champion look yeah no, exactly like, she was a champion i don't I, i'm not trying to diminish anything that she's achieved already no but she was never presented like i still think it is baffling that they never sold the glow belt yeah, like, like why that? Like, because that's so toyetic. Like, yeah. you know, of course, like surely would do. But then she wasn't really given long enough with that belt. Mm. To, and like, you know, there were there was that big thing uh, of you know Twitter kicked up that they weren't going to be on the WrestleMania main card, so mm-hmm. they slotted them onto the WrestleMania main card, and then only gave them five minutes. Yeah, like, there's only so much you can accomplish with the, those sort of time constraints. Yeah, but here she goes here, and you're right. She can be that big fish, small pond, and she's leaving as an even bigger fish in in my eyes. I agree, and that is concluding here. I think you're right in terms of she's going back to WWE, of dropping the Knockouts Championship to Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, who once told me like in an interview that... Oh, there you go. Oh, I, I wouldn't name drop Dan. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I don't drop names. I just sometimes do my job. Um, that she... When, it was when AEW was starting up, and she was like, no, I'm going to stick with Impact. Because mm. that is a locker room that respects women's wrestling. And that's the place I want to be. Mm. And they have very much done that. Yeah. You know, to, to her enormous credit. And here she is. She won the, 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 the Call Your Shot and she won the world title here in an awesome, awesome, awesome match. Mm. One of my favorite things about this, uh, to uh, be a bit glib about it perhaps, is that the referee was Alison Lee, who was so much taller than both of them. <laughs> Jordan Grace is five foot three. Oh yeah, that is mini. Yeah, yeah, and like there's this referee there. Yeah, it's, just, it's like Charlotte Flair being in the ring with like <laughs> Selena Vega and everyone. It's just like towering above everyone in the division. But like Grace was just showing off her really like her big strong power game, 
but Trinity was kind of what we're talking about with Alex Shelley doing that working smarter, not mm. harder. And she had this really, really good moment where she couldn't get in Starstruck, which is her submission finisher. She couldn't do it. So she effectively tricked Grace into getting to a roll-up like competition, like to get roll-up mm-hmm. two counts, and then transitioned into it. Like, I can't get you down to the mat to do this, so I'm going to get you to come down to the mat of your own accord, and then we'll get into this. Mm-hmm. That was really, really smart play by Trinity. I just thought this was so great. But I particularly love the moment when she tried to lock in the full Nelson, but she couldn't do it because she used the full Nelson to then transition into Starstruck. And Jordan Grace was like, no. Yeah. Oh, do you want to see a full Nelson? Oh, I'll full Nelson you. And full Nelson, the mm. bejesus out of this poor girl. And it's a point where I was like, that's the greatest full Nelson I've ever seen. <laughs> and like, there have been many people who tried to get the full Nelson over as a finisher, and no one's achieved it in my eyes. But I believe that is a finish right there. Yeah. She just like crumpled her down with this full Nelson. It was awesome. She hit the muscle buster for a really, really good two, two count. That's when Trinity tricked her into doing the starstruck. She hit the rear view for a near fall. And they were like, Matt Rainwell was like, that's her two best weapons. And she cannot put Jordan Grace down. So she does a heat seeker on the apron for another one. Mm-hmm. And then Grace just power bombs her into the earth basically apart from the fact when trinity muscle grace up into a power bomb of her own gets her into starstruck and grace just stands up out of it mm. it's like not today yeah and just hits her with a german suplex backfit juggernaut driver for the win a fantastic match loved this and it was all about the sort of story to get those moves it was like it was too early to, to hit that then it was too early to hit that then it was too early to get starstruck and it was too early to get this in and the narrative that they told within the story of the match was really effective, mm-hmm. made both of them look very strong, uh, ultimately made Jordan Grace look like if, if this is the this is the woman you're building this division around, you know, in this new era. And if if Trinity's on her way out, as we are led to believe, that is how you do it. That yeah. is that is how you take those chess pieces and you put them in the position this is trinity undefeated in tna until that moment a a very tna thing to do which is to bring in a name from outside and just not have them lose yeah uh but she did the business on the way out Mm. uh and she is part of the tv tapings as well um which i won't spoil here and like yeah a really good run i have a great deal of respect for the choices that she's made yeah Yeah. i I completely agree with that and i thought the grace looked fantastic uh at the end of this match trinity put her over massively strong mm. while never making herself look weak yeah it's a, it's a really smart play and i thought this was it was brilliant as i said like it's it's a toss-up between that and the hammerstone alexander mm-hmm. match and some of the main events as well of like of my match of the night yeah but i thought this was terrific yeah i agree and that was the show um i had a really good time with this show i did too it was it was fun to be back in the world of tna it was it was fun to see just like it was, what's funny as well is that you know we're here being like oh you know it's it's fun to be back in tna but this is the show that impact was doing anyway yeah you know impact were doing these sorts of shows it's just now they've got the tna branding on them yeah so yeah i'm, I'm in for this i also feel a little bit like uh it, it's like it was a really good show really fun one to be a part of this moment of this beginning of this new company Talk to me again at sacrifice. Let's see what your next period is going to look like. Yeah, you know, are they doing? Is no surrender a pay per view? Is that just a, I think an that's a TV? Of telly? Yeah, right. So sacrifice is the next one they're building to in March. Yeah, I want to see what that looks like. Me too. You know. Uh, 
Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. We do have some patron shadows, but we'll do those tomorrow on the Raw podcast because um, we've, we've run slightly long here. Uh, but we do have a result of the knick-knack poll. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. Do you know who loved it? How many? 69%. Nice. It's over. All 69% right. of the audience loved the name knick-knack as a, uh, a finisher for Nick Nemeth. And Zeppi here says, when I saw Dana Brooke come out as Ash by Elegance, all I could think of was that clip where Triple H told Kurt Angle, that's gimmick infringement because he said, woo, been <laughs> loving the pod. It keeps me sane when work gets slow. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Ian Wolf has been a member for three months in a row. said, I missed the pay-per-view due to the NFL, but if you've not seen the Joe Hendry music video on AJ Francis, do so. It's hysterical. <laughs> Local hero Joe Hendry yeah. has got a great litany of. Um, he once did a great music video for us. Yeah, um, when we hit five hundred, uh, when we hit five hundred thousand subscribers, he did a video that was um, oh, so good. It was a really, really good music video. Yeah, um, it's probably still actually in the Breast Talk archives. If you search for Joe Hendry five hundred thousand subscribers, I think it's still there as a music video. There you go. He's a wonderful wonderful human being does a fantastic william regal impersonation <laughs> good he i think joe hendry has the best william regal impersonation mm. I, I i don't have a, a frame of reference well, for I, all the I, various... would, I wouldn't drop names no of course you wouldn't I would, I, no. I just, that's not who i am dan i'll text a uh, star of the musical theater and see um tony ramos here says i for one would love a tna review because they're great and deserve the recognition but i understand you guys have a business to run so i have an idea can your audience that wants a review sponsor the reviews in some way i would pitch in for that well i guess that's patreon hmm? yeah you know we, we've kind of we're looking to do some new things on our patreon page expand some of the things we're doing on our patreon page so let us know what you want to see. You know, sign up for the Patreon and let us know what you want us to do. Okay. Uh, BM Whitehouse says, reviewing smaller shows is a double-edged sword. If no one talks about it, no one checks it out. Going in raw got me to check out NXT UK because they were the only ones talking about it. I get why you don't, but I'd wish you'd review smaller shows for fun. That is what that's I think. This, yeah. That's this. That's this. That's what Deadline was. The Collision podcast that we have on a Monday is opening up the opportunity for us to review these shows because we're already booked into review shows the two of us anyway mm. so we can explore and do something like this i mean that's the thing is what bm whitehouse is saying it is a double-edged sword if you don't talk about it no one watches it it's a cycle yeah it's a cycle yeah. and it's a vicious one at that caleb has been a member for 27 months in a row says dan layton thoughts on three count royal rumble and having the deepest v i i watched the episode last night in the bath and uh, <laughs> left a comment about your appalling grammar uh, and then before someone I knew was it, in support of me, by the way, it was wrong. You were just objectively wrong. I even did research to make sure I wasn't wrong. No, someone someone messaged me to be like, no, your one is actually grammatically correct, and everyone's made you be ungrammatically. What about correct. setup? Yeah, I don't know. It was a. I was ugh. your your liberal use of a hyphen stretches the very premise <laughs> of the three count. I have reached a point in my three count run where I'm just doing things to a annoy Pete and and <laughs> and annoy certain people in the comments. Professional because, troll Luke Owen. Well, because like people keep saying like it's it's the three count and people wanted me to do serious predictions. I'm like, no, it's a nonsense comedy show. This is why you like it when Tony Khan goes mental on Twitter because you and him are the same kind of sh poster. Sorry, one mother. Um, <laughs> but no, I appreciated very much the uh, the. I just I just was sad I wasn't your number thirty entrant. One of your twelve number thirty entrants that you chose. <laughs> I could have been. <laughs> 
Uh, just Donnie's been a member for 28 months in a row, sis. Dan, you're looking suave this morning. Thanks, I showered. Uh, and we've got some new members. N64 Live Podcast. Thank you, uh, Cliff. And Roxy Pocket has become a member. Roxy Rocket. What did I say? Roxy Pocket. <laughs> yeah, Roxy Rocket. Do apologize. Roxy Pocket is maybe Roxy Rocket's sister. I don't know. Uh, no, that's Poxy Rocket. Poxy, Poxy Rocket, and then Roxy Pocket, and then Poxy yeah. Pocket. Yeah. Uh, also, I've got to check the final poll for what you so, thought of this show. <laughs> so, what I should we do this every every week? We check the final poll, and the mods are very helpful in putting a little a little note at the bottom of our auto chat document to say check the final poll. Make sure we we do do that. Um, it looks like this because we keep forgetting. <laughs> it is in about. 48 font size <laughs> it is red with yellow background but i think that is it be careful to not end the stream at the same time oh, well, I've done i, that, I've done that I know you have. i've done that once before dan <laughs> i was watching <laughs> and then you just disappeared yeah try to play it up like it was a technical error no it was yeah, me it was you it was 100 me uh we have got the end of uh, the results of our poll though 84 percent thumbs up with 14 percent ah. thumbs in the middle good i People. think that i i completely agree what well, a good first pay-per-view of the year yeah i very much enjoyed that uh, and i hope you enjoyed this too please do press the subscribe button give us a little thumbs up as well again in your comment down below with what you thought of this episode and let us know what you thought of uh aew collision let us know what you thought of new japan over the weekend as well and the debut of jack loads on. loads on this weekend so getting your thoughts down below uh and we'll be back tomorrow what's on raw tomorrow oh god uh who knows what is on Raw tomorrow? That's a I'm good question. Think... There is... Oh, J- it's Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal oh, it's Jinder Mahal and Seth. That's yeah, right. Of course it is. For the world title. Yeah, of course um, it is. That's, so that's the big story that coming Jinder winning Raw. the belt. Let's click. Yeah, big time now. Yeah, it's part of that tri-monthly, tri-weekly push. Tony's managed to get him over. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, WWE. There's Raw. So it is Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight title. The Miz and R-Truth battle Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Dirty Dom and JD McDonald look to make a statement against DIY, and Gunther returns oh, to Raw. Right. Gunther that's returns what's on to the Raw. Way. But really, we're all there to see Jinder Mahal. You can't hinder Jinder. Can't hinder that Jinder. He's off to win it. The attack of clones. Oh, they're going to build to Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal at WrestleMania nights one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The attack of the clones yeah. of, of professional wrestlers uh, and internet fandom. But um, well, I'm not letting you do this again tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not making you make me watch Attack of the Clones so I know what you're talking about. It's not happening. Well, that's tomorrow here on the Rest of the Podcast. We'll be reviewing uh, Monday Night Raw. And then on Thursday, we'll be doing Dynamite. And then Saturday will be the SmackDown Review. Make sure you get your tickets for our Royal Rumble watch party. They are going ooper duper fast. So you need to get in there now if you want to join us for the fun. But we will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching. I've been the going DAD. That has been the Professor Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Also, go watch Gladiators. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.